Hello, Assalamualaikum. Welcome to Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. I've been doing a lot of thinking, and what I want to let you know in terms of what I'm thinking about is I want you to know my mission is to have women to love themselves, feel connected with their dean, want well for other sisters, and for us all to thrive together. Like that is my big ultimate goal. And so with all these podcasts, it's just to make your life a little bit easier, give you some help, give you some support, motivation, inspiration for all the things we go through every day. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you. And if you're new to the podcast, um, just know that every Monday and Friday we come with new tips. And as Ramadan is approaching, slowly, slowly, we're going to be getting you ready for Ramadan. And you don't wait till Ramadan comes or a week before to like stuff the freezer, get stuff ready. You have to do stuff little by little. So here we are. It is about mid-year um, in terms of school year. And I know it's like the start of a new year, but for many people who are doing their studies, it's a mid-year and there's a lot to talk about. So today's podcast is going to be geared towards mostly people who are schooling from home. Um, if you're a homeschooler, if you're a university student, I know you might have had like a set of a semester and then back again the next semester, but either way, you could still use this podcast to help kind of like get yourself back together if you feel you've fallen off track since the beginning of the school year. Um, yes, this is geared more towards school today. I feel like I haven't been able to talk to everyone who deals with homeschooling or university studies or whatever, anyone who's studying at home. And it's been a bit different with the pandemic. And I think some of us have fallen off the track a little bit. And so I want to just bring us all back. Um, a lot of you, I don't know if you know, if you're new here or you haven't heard before, um, I'm a licensed educator of 20 years. So this is what I do for a living. I've spent my life um, not just teaching my own children, but working in the public and private sector in the US and Dubai, and also training teachers and principals. So this is something I guess you could say is a bit of my specialty. So I wanted to just give you a really quick podcast today. Um, as you heard, we're um, broadcasting from Turkey. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Um, and actually today I'm going in for a bit of a surgery. So I asked for your du'a. I wanted to put this podcast out before I go. And so thank you guys so much for your well wishes and all your suggestions. If you do have any suggestions of anywhere I should go while I'm here in Turkey, do hit me up on Instagram. Um, I'm currently in Antalya. I, I mean, I'm going to like butcher that. Um, and then um, going to Istanbul after. I've been to Istanbul before when I'm into uh, Amra. So I, I do love of, uh, going there. This is a really, really beautiful country. Alhamdulillah, very grateful to be here and to get some uh, much needed medical work that I need to do here. So Alhamdulillah, wanted to um, just get right into the podcast of exactly the tips I kind of have for you today. First of all, I want to say that I don't think we all consider it, but I think we should a bit more. That studying is an amana. Um, looking after our studies, giving promises to people. I know we pay university fees or as moms, we say we're going to just like, we're going to homeschool the kids, but this is a really big amena. Um, unfortunately, I see a lot of mothers who school their kids at home um, not do the education right. I happen to have a free class on that. If you go to my website, www.mindful-muslima.com, I have an entire free class where I tell moms about the six essentials that every homeschool has to have. And like I said, this is coming from an educator license of 20 years. This is what I do for my kids. So I just give away that information. If you're interested, like I said, just go to the classes and courses section of my website. And for those of you who don't know, I have a ton of free resources there in the resource section. But today what I want to touch on is kind of like keeping track of stuff, which I guess would fall into out of the six things like 
assessing. And like I said, I think we don't take education seriously sometimes um, as much as we should. There's certain countries, I used to tell my kids all the time, you know, where people are dying to get educations. And I just pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helps us all to be a bit more focused and a bit more grateful and mindful of the fact that we have opportunities that maybe others do not. In many war-torn countries, our brothers and sisters all over the Muslim world are really struggling. So let's just take a moment to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and take our studies seriously. And if you're a mom who's fallen off the track with the kids, I know it's hard this year. We're going to get you back on today. Inshallah, we'll get you some support and some, like, what should I be doing mid-year right now to make sure my child is on track or from university student to make sure, you know, I'm on track of my studies. So the first thing I said was amana. I just wanted to just acknowledge that this is an amana. This is, when I say amana, it's kind of like, oh, how do I translate this? It's not the word trust, it's not, but I'm going to translate it as that for today. It's just kind of like this thing that we're supposed to do between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we'll be asked about it. Let's just say that. Um, the, the next thing I want to do is I want to understand that if you're homeschooling, every grade has standards. When I do the, if you, if you do nothing else, know the standards. Standards are like, and, and if you're in the UK, I don't know how you guys call them, maybe like benchmarks. By the end of the year, what do they have to know? So for example, they have to be able to multiply by two digit numbers. They have to be able to, um, you know, identify text features within a text at level S. Like I'm just, or like whatever Lexa level it is. My point is, you don't know how many parents don't even know what I'm talking about right now. They're like, standards? What are those? Oh, that sounds really complicated. I'm just, you know, I'm just doing my thing. I got these workbooks. I got them off some WhatsApp group or some internet, you know, place, and I'm just going to do, do these. Guys, that's so, I don't want to say, it's just not right. It's just not right because the majority of parents, when I find them, when I talk to them, they, they, call me up for consultation, they're schooling their children at levels way lower than the average that they should be on. So for example, let's say, I'm just going to throw it out there, I'm the, uh, the US, like their kids in grade five and they're giving them like third grade work and they think that it's really challenging. Or like if a UK, maybe they're giving them, you know, year two work, but they really should be doing year four. And the reason I say that is because sometimes we're relying on the internet and printing things off and getting things from random sisters and it's not aligned and it's not really what they're supposed to do. So that goes back to that amount of piece, okay guys? If you are not um, knowing exactly what your child's supposed to know, making an aggressive effort to make sure that they are doing work that is really truly on grade level, many people are not, then, you know, you're just doing your child a disservice. And so am I. And you're in life when they go to get a job or they go to go to university, they're going to find it really hard. A lot of kids complain when they get to high school. Like I thought my parents homeschooled me and I was prepared, but now I'm taking all these university exams and things and clearly I'm not. And so it's a really, really bad position we're putting our kids in. Please don't take a moment. I know life is crazy. I know you got a lot to do in the kitchen. I know things are crazy maybe in your career and you're working from home. Take a moment to make sure your kid's doing the right thing and they're on track and you're on track. And if your child is just schooling from home, if it's not a homeschool like you're in charge situation, I'd hate to say this, but don't trust that the teachers are on track. This is a really tough situation with COVID. A lot of teachers, um, I've seen a lot of complaints from parents Parents are thinking they're doing something wrong, but sometimes the educators are not on track. I want you to imagine being a teacher right now during COVID. They're trying to teach everyone else's children while probably be on top of their own children's 
lessons in the Zoom, in the, we use Zoom in the U.S. to do things. And then on top of that, they have their own like stress from that whole situation and their own cooking and cleaning and stuff to do. Never put anyone else, don't, don't put your child's education in anyone else's hands completely with full confidence. I just never would. I was a teacher for years and I know the stresses of that. And parents just drop them off like, here you go. And then they walk away. Same thing with Quran and all those things in the masjid. You like assume that in the mosque, you drop your child off and the teacher's just doing what they're supposed to do. It's not that teachers are bad. It's that they're stressed. They have their own problems and sometimes they fall off track. You're way more motivated because you care about your own child. Please, guys, know the standards, know what your child's supposed to know. And then that goes into the third thing, the major thing I'm going to talk about today, which is knowing what your child knows. You don't know how many people don't know what their child actually knows. If I walked up to you right now and I said, hey, you know, um, there's these 10 standards that your child's supposed to know. And probably in the beginning of the year, they should have covered five of them. Like, does your kid know those five? Like, how much? Would they get like an 80% on that, 100%? And this is a really simple fix. Most parents can't answer my question, okay? They're like, what? What What do you mean? So what happens is some parents think, oh, I have these like workbooks and I ordered it on the internet, and so we're on chapter one, and yeah, we finished chapter one. We're in chapter two. We did like the little unit mini thing. Guys, mid-year, do some type of assessment. Now, I'm going to tell you what I use. I'm trying to think of the name. I think it's CGB, CGP. I have a, I'm a little bit complicated, so I wouldn't follow me 100% because like I said, I'm a licensed educator, but my education, what I use for my own children is a mishmash of the UK curriculum, this national curriculum, even though I, yes, I live in New York, the national curriculum and um, US um, curriculum and very particular US curriculums, not all of them are created equal, oh no. Um, I, for a living, I, for a living, I studied and helped, um, the state work on curriculums that were poor in schools and to get them out and to put new ones in. So I know exactly which curriculums people should be using. That's why I said, take the free class. Um, I cover a bit of things that are important that's touched on in there. I, I used to have an entire course. I don't, I think I took it down, but anyway, either way I do consultation. If you have any questions about this stuff, if it's sounding super confusing, just make a consultation with me or we'll work it out with you. No worries. Okay. But what I want you to know is you have to um, take some type of assessment mid-year. So because I use like, I do the math from the UK. I find the math in the US is not optimal. I can't tell you why right now. I've done previous podcasts on homeschooling. I'm not going to go into it now, but I find the UK is just the sequencing. It's just so clear. It's so easy. My son excels in math and people are like, how did you do that? And like, it's literally just the way the curriculum is designed. So hats off to, and even though you might have some complaints about the national curriculum, it is better than what we have here. I'll tell you that from working on math with years in the US. Um, and then, and so the other thing is, so I will be giving my child about mid-year now, and I already did give him some of it before I left for Turkey. I gave him an assessment of like where he is. Now, the beautiful thing about this is once you've given your child assessments, you should have some type based on whatever curriculum you're using. I can't get picky right now, but whatever you're using mid-year, check for the first half of the year. Do what do they know? What do they not know? And on what level? So what I will do is for the rest of the year, and this is the part I want you to listen to, and I'll get to university students. I haven't forgot you in a second. Um, What I want you to listen to right now is Check your child, whether they're in school and you're just schooling them at home, somehow ask for some type of assessment. All the assessments are very messed up this year in the U.S. A lot of things are difficult, so kind of assess your own child or ask your teacher how you can do it. If it's you, 
give them an assessment based on whatever curriculum you're using and you're supposed to be doing with the standards by now. But the point is, a lot of people are going to find they're behind. You're going to find you're behind and that's what I'm going to talk about today. Catch up now before it's too late. So make sure once you've done that assessment and you're like, oh my goodness, he, he should know this. I saw him learn this or I saw her learn this. Guys, like anyone else, they're going to forget stuff from the beginning of the year. This is when I would then take the warm-up time in the morning to do a mix of things that they're weak on for the rest of the year. So for example, until they're strong, right? So for example, let's pretend my son was weak in division. He was supposed to do three-digit division and I noticed he's super weak. Oh my gosh, I taught him that. How does he not know that? Well, then in the morning, I'll probably do every morning just two of those questions, just two. Let's look for quality over quantity, right? And there's something else I noticed he's weak in. He's weak in identifying prime numbers. I'll give him two of those questions in the morning, you know, before his math starts, just to warm up his brain. Just give him at least maybe like, or, sh- or give your daughter or her son at least three to seven warm-up questions, a mix of things they're weak in. And you can keep, you know, flip-flopping, but I would just highlight those, give them those as warm-ups, and then go into their regular lesson. If you did that a little bit every day, you will catch up, inshallah, bismillah. It will also give you an amazing opportunity to talk about their weaknesses every day in a very fast and easy way, all right? That's my quick tip for you on how to catch them up if you're behind. Um, if you have multiple kids, that could be a different situation. But I can't get into all that right now in this podcast. Again, um, I have 15-minute free consultations. I have entire 45-minute consultations. Guys, I'll put the link below. There's, can't get into all that here. I know you might have tons of questions brewing, which is good. That means you care. That means you care about that amena and making sure your child has that quality education. And I know we have been emotionally stressed as women this year. So the last thing I want to touch on is don't let your emotions and your your lack of balance cause you to not take control of your child's education this year. That's my big, big, big message to parents. I know it's hard on you. If you need to talk to me, talk to me. But please, guys, I see the children all across suffering. Now, it's really hard, and I want to give parents some ease right now and just knowing if your child is anywhere from the ages of <clears throat> four to six or four to seven, and they're struggling in reading and writing, I feel you. You cannot teach a child to do some of these skills very well over the internet. I have tried. I've actually um, run a couple free classes for families. And even though I'm a professional and I know how to wing it and do like a lot of stuff. And, and if I notice problems, fix them really quickly. Um, alhamdulillah, like it still was hard for me because I needed to be there sitting next to those children, holding their papers, having, you know, little five minute conversations with them, you know, giving them encouragement, looking over their work. I couldn't do that in the same way with a whole class of kids in front of me on a Zoom thing. Normally I would give children independent work, walk around the classroom, check their work and stuff like that, and then like come back to the front of the room and get everybody together. You can't do that. I know there's breakout rooms, guys. I get that with Zoom, but it's still not an authentic experience. And if your child is five or six and they're like peeling off the chair because like they can't take another video on camera, you're not alone. And that's not bad of your child. It's hard, guys. Try to get them to get off the computer, do jumping jacks for five minutes, and jump back on the computer. Uh, I have a, literally a trampoline that I had my child jump on in the back and come right back in. And, and I told the teacher, like, that's it. My kid, my kid can't do it. They're too young. And <clears throat> at the time when I tried to do some online lessons, and we just have to be realistic with the situation. But just my point today is get back on track. Don't let it hold you down. Don't let your emotions take charge. Don't let like, I don't know what my kid should be knowing by now. I'm sure they learned that. No, stop mid-year, take a week, 
Just get them back on track, assess, and really do not ignore that. That is my huge takeaway message today. For university students, I know that a lot of you are complaining you're lacking motivation and you're lacking, and if you have a university student parents, this is for you too, okay? They might be lacking motivation. It's hard, guys, when you don't have human contact. A lot of people are getting demotivated. They're getting off track. They used to have, like, you know, classmates they'd go meet up with, have go to the cafe. And what I want to say is you have to find a way to do something. If you notice yourself off track, stop yourself. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance. Go online, you know, DM me, like I said, on Instagram, 15-minute consultation, whatever you want to do, but get back on track, guys. You still can do it. Moms, dads university students you're still in a place where you can even if you've fallen off track get back so this is my little motivating speech to say don't let it go i'm here with you you're in my da'as and please um just to recap you know just make sure you know what you need to know by the end of a semester or by the end of a quarter or by the end of a year and make sure you're staying on track stop assess and if you're if you're weak in anything just do that practice for five minutes a day every morning and don't be lazy about it don't make excuses guys come on this is something where like i said there's people all over the world dying for an education there's schools that have been closed due to war and things like that all over the world may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for our muslim community allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught us the beauty and importance of education and how that can do so much for a community for the world so may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you if you guys need any support please do feel free to contact me. And to starting to Friday, we have the continuation of our inspiration series. Very excited to go into our second inspirational Muslim woman who is par- uh, promised paradise and making the connections for you of how you can take some of what they did and use it here in 2021 today. All right. Love you guys. Please keep in your your du'as for my uh, surgery. Jazakumallahu khairan. Follow me on Instagram if you want to see my travels in Turkey. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum. Hello. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome, guys. I am broadcasting from Turkey. Yes, I'm here. Alhamdulillah. If you've been following my Instagram and if you haven't, get on there and I'll be showing you constant travel tips. Um, I'm actually thinking of filming some YouTube and putting like something together for you guys and how I travel to Turkey, kind of some tips that I have. This is not my first time. This is my second time. This time um, I'm in Antalya, which is, and I'm butchering that if you're Turk, I'm sorry. <laughs> Try and hear. Um, I usually go to Istanbul, but today I'm getting a bit of a surgery. So keep me in your da'a. And just so you know, if you were looking for the inspirational series, we are still continuing. We're going to do it every other podcast. Today we're doing one where we're helping people who are in homeschool and university to catch up. You might have gotten be, uh, behind in your studies and I want to tell you that I'm here to motivate, support you, and tell you what to do to get on track if home studies is a struggle right now during the pandemic. I got you. I told you guys um, this is kind of what I do and um, happy to share some tips that I'm doing with my own family and some ways for you to get back on track. But definitely excited to get back to the um, inspirational women's series on Friday and let's get into the podcast.